0: Hi everyone, Mitch from PickDogs.com, and it is Sunday, June 11th, 2023, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year, no excuses, we just keep showing up with three picks. It's like, uh, it's kind of what we do. Uh, coming off of a pretty fun day in sports yesterday, we had the Belmont Stakes, we had uh, boxing, we had baseball, and uh, Stanley Cup, game four. Which was a fight. And then we also had two other fights. We had a boxing fight and we had UFC. And Amanda Amanda Nunez goes out on top as uh, the greatest of all time woman fighter. I think that's always way cool um, when you have the, uh, you go out on top. And Wayne, you know, like we see so many fighters um, hold on you know we see it in a lot of sports i think tom brady held on a little too long i think zach Ranky's holding on too long you know i think we have certain guys you know they just hold on too long and like adam wainwright it's about a year deep here he could have retired at the end of last season it, it's like you you see this so many times in sports where the guys hold on like john McEnroe at the end of his career it was like it almost erases everything that they've done, and then you see Amanda Nunez just say, "Nunez just say, you know what? I've I've won the title. I've lost the title. I've beaten the person that everybody thought was the greatest of all time, I knocked her out cold. I've I've I regained the title. Something very few people have ever done, and I've cakewalked through my division. I've got nothing here to prove. I'm going out on top. What, what do you think of that? I mean, you're, you're muted, but can't hear you there you go you hear me now yes all
1: right um you like like you said man you gotta love those type of stories when they can hang on and actually do it but uh for the ones that don't you kind of feel bad for them but you love it because you uh you've seen what they've done in the past and you know you can get that glimpse of it but once when they don't give you that glimpse you kind of feel sad for them like all right yeah it's about time to hang it up but for the ones who uh can later on in the career show you that old glimpse show you what you know them to do i mean it's 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 it's, it's amazing actually to, uh, to give the young bucks uh to whoop them up to show them like look i've been doing this i can still do this and i can stop when i want to you know you got you just got to give those the credit the ones that can actually get it done like nunez <laughs>
0: It's just rare when you see them like hang on for those extra fights and then go out on top. like you know Peyton Manning was shot beyond shot when he won that last Super Bowl. He couldn't throw the ball more than five yards. I think he th- was throwing for like 100 yards a game. He had the killer defense that carried him through. They didn't need him to throw the ball or do any of those things, and, and, he, and he won the Super Bowl. It's rare. John Elway went out on top. You know, it's, it's just so rare that you see it more likely it's Muhammad Ali getting whooped up on, you know, in the Bahamas by Trevor Burbick or Larry Holmes, you know, not even wanting to hit him anymore. Just saying, you know, come on, just stop it. This is my idol here. You know, you saw Manny Pacquiao do it to Oscar De La Hoya and just, you know, Manny saying, you know, Manny almost crying, you know, he's saying, you're my idol, you know, you're my idol, you know?
1: I mean, you honor you honor that passion in them, but it's very sad when uh, when you just when when they go out like that. And you you do wish that they stopped like a season earlier or a fight earlier, like you know when it doesn't go their way. You don't want to
0: see nobody because uh, I think Nunez could have stayed on. She could have just collected paychecks for years. I mean, I don't think anyone was going to touch her, and she could have just stayed and stayed on, gone through the motions, and collected paychecks and put together, you know, probably a resume. That would be tough to stop, like a Jerry Rice type of thing where it's like, you know, there's all these other receivers and then there's one guy that is twice as much as second place. And, um, you know, that's always a tough thing to do. But I thought it was pretty cool. Of course, the fight that you talked a lot about, um, really, it looked to me like Taylor just never really got settled in and got going and uh, it just seemed that Lopez wanted it more. I don't think he's a spectacular fighter. I don't think he's as good as he as he says he is. I don't like the way he handles himself outside the ring. Some of those comments were just, I mean, ridiculous. And he he's gets it. He he's gets younger. in with the wrong guy. I'm telling you, he's gonna pay for every single word he ever said, and he will get in with that guy. It happened to Hector Macho Camacho when he went up against uh, when he went up against Chavez. And he kind of finally just paid the price. And then after that, it was just never the same and everybody worked him over. But a guy like that, that says some of those statements, especially about the black fighters, I did not like that comment. I just thought that it was, uh, I've always believed that in boxing, that the guys who are the guys get the credit. It really doesn't matter. I mean, you know, I, everyone knows I'm a big Manny Pacquiao guy. He was Filipino, you know, everyone Mm -hmm. knows. I love Julio Cesar Chavez. He's Mexican. Everyone knows, you know, I like I like, you know, Muhammad Ali, American black fighter. You know, it it really doesn't matter. You know, it's like I don't believe that that's the case. How could, he says, he says that black fighters get more recognition than and other fighters. How Why? What the? I mean, that's a, that's a, that's and just like, I mean, because. It's like, normally, normally it's the white guy, right? (laughs) It's like, right? And it's the overhyped, the Jerry Coonies of the world, you know? Joe Calzaghi, right? Something like that. It's like, what?
1: In in his defense, I mean, he he won all um, four of the titles at 135, and he just feels like there's guys on his promotional companies that may have won one or two titles, and they're pushing them more than him. But... I mean, you got some people that say they're pushing him just fine. So, you know, it's, it's just his um, his opinion on how his career is getting pushed with his promotional company. He's actually talking about leaving that promotional company, which if, if he really feels like that, kudos to him. Like, you know, go to somebody who's going to big your name up, how you feel your name should be big. But – um I don't know. I feel like that's a little bit of a stretch. I feel like uh, Top Rank, like you said, does a good job promoting everybody. Promote Lomachenko. Lomachenko's not uh, um, American. He's not black. He's not, you know what I'm saying? I feel like they promote all the stars well. So um, that's his opinion. (laughs) I mean, Top Rank was also Manny Manny Pacquiao.
0: Top Rank was also Manny Pacquiao, Filipino, you know. It's like they they promote him. Bud Crawford also, you know was top rank so it's like i think there's been a mix you know and i, I think that they promote mm-hmm. the guy you know and canelo you know was, was top and then ranked.
1: when you say stuff like the stuff he says it makes it hard to promote him like you don't want to promote i don't care how good of a fighter you are you still it doesn't are even company, make it hard to promote him himself.
0: i i i don't i personally don't like the guy it's like mm-hmm. why would you say that you know how is that going to possibly help you like a lot of people say, like, when I trash the competition on here, like, which I do all the time, like, I call Doc Sports scumbags and stuff like that and frauds and all that other bullshit, which they are, um, you know, people think that that takes away from me. and I don't care. I'm willing to take it because I just love saying it. It just almost rolls off my tongue, you know. It's so true, you know. The truth sometimes hurts, right? But the thing is, is that this guy, it's like, it doesn't even make sense, you know, because... I always believe that they're going to promote the guys that make them, that are going to make the most money. And that's usually the exciting fighters, the guys that, you know, the, the guys who, who are just the most popular. You know, it's like it's not they don't make them the most popular. The, the fighters actually make themselves the most popular by what they do in the ring. You know, you think if Mike Tyson wasn't knocking everybody out in the first five seconds that he would have been, you know, as exciting as, you know, <laughs> five as, as a, you know, five foot eight, you know, heavyweight. You know, I, I doubt it. You know.
1: No, no. no, I'm with you on that one, man. I just <laughs> no really to say about it. It's just his opinion, to be honest with you. And a lot of people, well, I, those, I, lot I'll of say it right way. now. <laughs> I'll say it right now. He's a
0: dick. All right. That's my opinion. He's he's a but, dick.
1: As a fighter you gotta say he fought well last night. So, uh, take the, all that stuff away. He he, oh, fought, uh, he, he, he won the fight. he yeah.
0: won the fight. I thought Taylor never settled in. I thought Taylor got hit to the body a few times. He never probably saw that coming. Um I don't know. He looked flat, you know, and I think that happens. We've seen guys, you know, better fighters than him come out flat and get beaten. You know, it's a tough building when it's the other guy's hometown, you know. Exactly. It's, it's a it's a tough day at the office when it's you know, you're on the road in Madison Square Garden. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't think that there's any place for this other crap that he's talking about. And, uh, you know, I think in boxing, we see hype. You know, we see the hype of all this stuff. And we know that the, the fight gets hype. You say stuff about the other guy or anything, something like that. But just a statement like that, it's like, you're, you're going to get killed by somebody, you know, like in the <laughs> ring. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean like killed, physically killed, but I mean in the ring. Something's going to beat you up, man. Yeah, man. He got,
1: he, he, he's in the white class where he got to see these guys. Like they all gotta see, they're all floating around at 135, 140, 147 weight. So they're gonna all see each other eventually.
0: Yeah. Who do you think what's up next for him, do you think?
1: Um, it depends. If Devin Haney um drops the belts at 135 and moves up, they'll probably be trying to plan that fight for uh Devin Haney versus Loma. If um uh I'll try to get the next belt. There's still two more belts in 140 that he can uh, go grab, and um, I think Rolly Romero is one of the fighters with one of those belts. And I'm not sure Regis Progress, which is a Taylor, a fight, a fighter that uh, Taylor beat, but it was an arguable fight. Like uh, the, the fighter Taylor was fighting in his hometown in UK, and it was a split decision fight. A lot of people kind of felt like Regis won. He's from Louisiana, he's a tough kid. So I would love to see Theo fight uh, Regis or Devin Haney next at the 140 uh, division. That would be some nice fights for the Bills. Well, what do you got
0: for us today?
1: We're going to go on the baseball. We're going to go to the game between the Marlins and the White Sox, man. I like the White Sox here. Both of these teams have been playing well lately, but um, the Miami's been playing well against the uh, Royals and the A's. I'm not knocking their wins, but I just like what the White Sox have done uh, against uh, teams like the Yankees and the Tigers. I love the way Jolito has been pitching at home Uh I'm not liking what I've seen out of Garrett lately. Um, Definitely his last outing, six hits, four runs, one homer. Uh, He got the win, the 9-6 win over the Royals, but um, the runs he did give up was there. Um, um, White Sox hitting lefties, great right now. That's another reason I love the White Sox. White Sox... um, they are minus money on the season. If you're betting on the money line, that's because they get these big prices on the road. But at home, they're actually 13-7 as home favorites. So when you're getting like a minus 130 price on them with one of their better pitchers on the mound, I definitely think this is a good time to take the White Sox right here with a little overvalue over Miami. I think they can get it done. Um, one thing that worries me, I do I am aware of White Sox bullpen. In the last five to 10, they brought in that number from four to two um, as far as the ERA, and uh, they're a lot more... Are trustable, so I'm gonna ride with the White Sox today. Uh with lead on the mile at home to uh get this win over Miami.
0: White Sox always wears wear their special throwback Sunday uniforms on uh Sundays in Chicago. Certainly missed that. Everyone knows I'm a White Sox fan. I just don't I don't trust this team. That bullpen just stinks man it's like I was just...
1: curious to hear you I know these both of your teams so I'm curious to hear your side of this yeah, one
0: yeah it's just I do not trust that White Sox bullpen and I think that you know I think this one could Giolito's been pitching a lot better recently and I think this one could be decided in those middle late innings and I just don't know I like the White Sox bats a lot better I like the Marlins pitching a lot better so it should be a good one there in, on the south
2: side <laughs> I got you
0: what do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs?
1: Got a three-pack for sale today. I am going to put my uh, best bet, but right now I have my three-pack for sale, um, all three underdogs, and have um, four plays all together. <laughs> put my best bet out there and uh, my three-pack. So catch up on this three-pack. Let's close this weekend strong, and let's cash this Sunday.
0: All right. I cannot remember for the life of me what the um – that fight was that I saw at the Paramount, but it was like it was not pernell Whitaker, but it was somebody like that. I just can't remember his, it. was him.
1: you saying it was in um New York? It was yeah. Madison? It
0: could have been Meldrick Taylor.
1: Out. Yeah, he was fired. And, yeah. and that was somebody like they fought like Sweet Peter fought in that weight class. So it, it makes sense if it was somebody like yeah it like was
0: this. somebody like that. Like Meldrick Taylor. It wasn't Sweet Pete. It was Meldrick Taylor wasn't tito trinidad it was somebody like that it was, i think it might have might have been meldrick taylor
1: even if it was meldrick that was a firefighter i got a lot of respect for him no, man. Awesome. Was, his career was dope yeah
0: those olympians like back then you know were just so much of a different class than the fighters now you know the meldrick Taylors, True. you know sweet pea sugar Ray leonard Spinks brothers there was a lot of contenders that would
1: have been stars these days
0: oh yeah Mike Tyson. <laughs> Mike Tyson was the alternate. Crazy, right? All right, all right, Wayne. Well, thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, see you next week.
1: Appreciate you for having me, Mitch. Y'all take care, Pickedall family.
0: As Wayne, I ask him the tough questions. He tries his best to give an answer. To that not an easy question to answer for anybody, because generally a little bit uh, off topic. And I tell you what, man. His comments, uh, I don't know, man. David, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, you know, we had, you know, I was talking to Wayne about some off, off-color comments, you know, kind of like just, I mean, what do you think about the guys, like, when they kind of take it beyond their sport, like, outside of the ring and all of a sudden, you know, you have guys that become making like political statements or you know statements about things and it seems like they're just not even educated on the topic yet you know they're putting their foot in their mouth and probably losing you know millions and millions of dollars by doing so and you know i probably have done the same here on this
3: yeah i mean it's i don't mind them talking about whatever they want to talk about but you know be educated and um you know don't be disrespectful in my opinion i think
0: i I think that's exactly be educated like with me i don't i don't touch on like you know race religion politics none of those things i just you know i just rip on on specific people who are coming like 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 if you're if you're a fraud you know like if you're just a straight fraud like ricky tran is not you know a real person it's jesse shuley you know it's like you're a fraud you know so it's like you should own that Yeah. But yeah, as long as as
3: long as you're educated and you can be respectful, you can relay whatever message, you know, and talk about whatever. But yeah, it's
0: I think I think I think he's I think I think what he's trying to say, you know, in some of those things. And it's kind of like me. It's like I'm just trying to take what we do to the next level. And I think he's trying to do the same thing. I think he's just saying it the wrong way. You know, I just thought Lopez said it the wrong way. I don't think that's what he meant. I think he meant that everybody should be treated equal. And, you know, regardless of, you know, race, color, any of those other things, religion, whatever, beliefs, any of that stuff. Everyone should be based on what they've done in the ring. But I don't think that that's the case. And he could have left it at that and it would have been a different story. But it's like to specifically, you know, to get um, a little too specific sometimes. It's kind of like me. You know, I do the same thing. I get too specific with some people. Because I I hate them. Anyways. <laughs> what do you got cooking for us today at Pick Dogs?
3: Um, well, I was gonna take. Uh, I was gonna talk about the under in that Marlins White Sox game, but um, I'll save that so we don't talk about the same game twice. Uh, I do like the under eight in that Marlins White Sox game, though. But uh, I'll I'll go over to Houston and uh, and Cleveland. Uh, interesting matchup Uh, the first game i know we talked about on friday night was a heartbreaker for both of us Um, but houston got the win last night six to four today interesting pitching matchup we got bieber versus belak and uh, a lot of people are sleeping on brandon belak and you know he's not a big name and doesn't have a great whip but he doesn't allow a ton of earned runs you know in his last five starts he's allowed three one four one and one um, in terms of earned runs, so he's keeping teams off the board. Now, in his last start against Toronto, he did allow ten hits, um, which is obviously a lot. But he went six point two innings. Um, Bieber has been all right. You know, he's he's not as dominant as he as he was. He allowed seven earned runs to Baltimore two starts ago. Um, he did hold Boston to one earned run in his last start. Um, but I like the Astros in this game. I think Houston. Um, the bats are starting to come alive. El is in the lineup. I know they're dealing with some injuries, but um honestly I like Brandon Belak and I'm gonna take the Astros um at plus money here to get the win.
0: I'm with you in this one. I, I I I like I don't think Bieber's the same pitcher that he was, and I think if he was the same pitcher that he was, um oops that's weird. If he was the same pitcher that he was, um historically, um then I think we would see a lot bigger odds here than what we right. see in this game, even though it's the Astros, you know. And um, it's just, you know, I don't know what it is. It's like he's just not – he used to be a guy that you could count to be this zero runs, one run, or two run every time out. He's just not the same right now. So uh, I'm with you. I think the Astros, they – it, I'm not saying the Guardians are a bad team; they're they're not a bad team. But the thing is, the Astros—they just beat up on these teams with losing records, man. They just they just slaughter them. So,
3: yeah, and and Houston's beating up on the White Sox. They're 15 and six in the last 21. So, you know, they've they've got their number. Not that that really means anything, but um, they've they've got their number. And like I said, Belak, you know, he's he's not terrible. You know what I mean? Houston's dealing with a lot of pitching injuries, so it's kind of forced him into a bigger role, but. He's held his own this year, and that Cleveland offense, now Jose Ramirez is picking it up. I mean, he's on an insane run over the last couple of days, but the Cleveland offense is nothing to uh, write home about either.
0: That game on yeah, that game on Friday, you know, that extra, music, that was really something else. It that was one of those games that could have gone either way. Yeah. Was that Thursday was that inter- or Friday? I think, I, can't remember.
3: Uh, I think it was Friday. It was entertaining, yeah. though. It was a great, great game. game. But Great game because yeah,
0: it was one of those ones where it's like there was scoreless innings. There was runs innings where both teams scored. It's kind of like it had everything.
3: It drives me. I don't know why, but it drives me insane when teams go to extra innings and can't score when the, lead, the runner starts on second. I know it happens all the time, but it just drives me insane. Like, bunt them over, get a guy on third with one out, and just at least get one in. And I know no one thinks that way, but –
0: they don't, don't do know. it, because no, most of these guys won't bunt. They won't bunt. They won't sacrifice. You know? Yeah,
3: that's a lost heart.
0: Like they'll take the sacrifice fly if it's a if it's a home, a home run that comes up short, but they won't. <laughs> yeah. But they won't. Bunt, they won't bunt the guy over. I know. Yeah, yeah that
3: small it. ball is just dead.
0: That's what they do. Yeah, it's it is dead. Um, but I'll tell you, if you ever saw like Aaron Judge bunt man and extra innings in a spot like that, the guy would definitely get over, and he would probably be safe at first
3: yeah yeah and, and i mean i understand too when you have guy like you know you're three four five hitters up but you know 70 80 percent of a lineup should be able to bunch a runner over you know what i mean
0: they don't do it
3: no no and it just drives me nuts it's like you're in extra innings at least get one run at least give me a chance
0: here what do you got going on to pick dogs today
3: um so premiums i have my mlb three pack um, and I also have uh, a premium play on the early game here, starting in what about an hour, in the Diamondbacks and the Tigers. So, uh, plenty of baseball action today for me. It's uh, I had a rough Friday night baseball wise yesterday, was a little bit better, and uh, but have had a good season overall on the Diamonds. So we look to uh, look to stay hot here.
0: Well Rod Zawacki hit um, pretty decently on that on that Belmont yesterday, but um, doesn't mean we're going to count that towards his NHL season. Record, so don't worry about that. All
3: right, I was I was
0: worried I lost sleep last night worrying about that. All right, we'll, we'll see you
3: next week. All right, thanks, Mitch. Have a good one.
0: Thanks, Dave Racy. New newer handicapper on our site, but he's been with us for a long time as a writer. It's his second stint um with us. He was a right he wrote for us when he was in college. It's kind of you know, we have a few people I'm not gonna mention who they are and our in our writers and handicappers who are like engaged right now. We have, you know, one that got married yesterday and it just we're a, a pick dogs family. It's like we're heading into our fifteen my fifteenth year here of, of doing these websites with sports Chat place and pick dogs and it's like man, we all we experienced life together, you know? It's like it's crazy. You know, it's like you know, you, you think you're just here picking games, and a lot of people, this is what they see. You know, is me on here? You know, you know, calling Doc a piece of shit or something, and you know, they think they, you know, that's all of who I am, and it's just part of who I am, right? I mean, I am, that is part of me, right? I mean, everyone's not going to deny it. Anyways, El Ninos, you're back. That was yesterday's yeah. argument. You had a big day yesterday, but like I say, it's not about one day; it's about the long haul. How's it going?
2: Doing pretty good. How are you doing, Mitch? Always doing good,
0: of course. A little tired, you know, than usual sometimes, but, you know, that
2: happens. It sure does. It sure does. Well, what do you got? How are you feeling about that White Sox-Marlins game? I know we got somebody else uh, touching it later, so don't want to talk too much about it. I just want to know who Mitch is rooting for in those games.
0: Um, I have a bet on the game. So, okay. uh
2: let's let's pass that conversation yeah. well, maybe next yeah. weekend
0: i i like i like the i like the marlins so i just think i think the bullpen is just um i just think the bullpen is is better and i think that's what's probably going to come down to with these starters
2: yeah, i was just wondering who you were rooting for though as a fan but thanks for sharing that mitch i don't i don't i don't it, it does
0: i i don't really i don't really start rooting until the playoffs, I'm 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 from the Rodzawacky <laughs> school of cheering, where it's like I only start cheering for my teams
2: once the playoffs start. All right, all right, saves you a lot of a lot of struggle and uh, disappointment throughout the season, huh?
0: Yeah, I just can't. I I I have enough teams to, to struggle with and disappointment disappoint me on a daily basis, you know, just betting on the game. So, I mean, like, what did the San, mm-hmm. what, what were the San Francisco Giants doing yesterday? I mean, if someone could tell me. I, I can't. I, I, I watched the whole game. I don't think one guy even got up to the plate to hit. I mean, for them. I mean, I don't even know what the hell even happened in that game. It was like ah, it's a late night. You know, I'm, I'm just not in. It's <laughs> just not into it. You know, it's like, sometimes they just want to go home. Man. It just seemed like it, right? Uh, it was like, what I mean, is, what is
2: going on there? I don't know what's going on with them this whole season, man. I mean, it's been, uh, well, they're sitting at 500, but I mean, I think they could have done better. Well, well they could have done better if they would have Correa and
0: Judge. They missed out on both those guys. They ended up getting nobody um, instead of them. You know, they were in the race for Judge. They did not get him. They were in the race for Correa. Did not get him. We're talking to thirty million plus year guys that that will change your roster and change your lineup so you got to believe that at the trade deadline or before the trade deadline the giants are going to be active And while a lot of people believe it's otani to the dodgers i think he's going to the giants and i think he's a more way more logical fit there um than in than in uh la but you know it could go either way but you know there's other guys out there and, and the giants have historically hit on guys in trades that weren't necessarily seen as the available players out there. Um, and that's where they've done really well over the years too. So we'll have to see how it goes. But remember the but, Hunter Pence trade, you know, to get him out of Philly, no one even knew he was on the block.
2: Is that market in San Francisco as attractive now? I mean, it's never been like the number one location for people to go. but Well, it's the, number, it's,
0: it's the number four TV market. So if you're looking to get a stack of cash, it's a great place to be. You know? Okay. You know, when you have when you have a place where they sell out every single game and where you have, you know, you know the the thing is the cost of living in San Francisco is is high, but it's the number four T V market. So they have money, you know. They I don't have, think
2: it is. They got these players worry about cost of living too much. But they got yeah. well they do. And they, the taxes, but Oh the they they out, okay. yeah.
0: oh man, you gotta follow these uh contract negotiations a little bit closer in these free agency signings. Yeah, me, right, they, right. talk exactly the they talk about it all the time. They talk about it all. I mean, Rod and I talked about, and you know, about the grant fewer contract a few years ago. I mean, it was like, you know, I mean the tax the Canadian taxes versus the exchange rates. And like, believe me, why do you think the Raptors struggle to get players? Cause the exchange rate is down right now. Right. So it's like, when the exchange rate is one way, it's good. When the exchange rate's the other way, it's tough. You know, so it's like all these things. Believe me, these guys, you know, they never they they might stand up at the micro and say, I dreamed since I was a kid to play on the Chicago Bears. What he's actually saying is they offered me a dollar more than anybody else was willing to pay me. So believe me, it <laughs> does come to exactly it comes down to believe me, for fifty cents, you know, these guys will sign with somebody else over 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 another guy, that over another team. That's how they do it.
2: Very they can say whatever much. they want, but that is Very exactly much. how it works. Yeah, I mean, you don't get many players that stay with the same team uh, too long these days. I mean, well, only, uh, only if they open up the bank,
0: only if they open up the vault to keep them.
2: That's the only <laughs> You way. talk about the the bunt becoming a dying art. So is that retaining players? Is, well, is because big... you know,
0: like, so say you're Fernando Tatis Jr., right? It's like, what did it take to keep him in San Diego? You know. It's like here you have a guy that was suspended, but they're still into him for thirty-five million a year. I mean, they don't talk about that contract too much because they've had a few other monsters on top of it. But Tatis Jr., I mean let's see let's let's look at the numbers. I mean I mean, do you consider him a thirty five million a year guy?
2: Because he is. I mean, he's a great player, I'll tell you that. But uh, is again, he I mean, is he a thirty
0: five million a year guy?
2: Honestly, like these contracts is something I don't look at too much. I think we've talked about this a long, long time ago and I guess I still haven't gone too much into these contracts. So he's got
0: but. he's got I'm I'm a little off. Okay. He's fourteen years and he only three, makes three hundred and forty million. Huh. So um he's not quite you know, thirty million he would be at four twenty. So he's a little off of that. So it's probably about twenty twenty five million a year. Is that what that looks like?
2: Like, I'm sure you have, uh, you know, much better, like, other players to compare that to, though. I don't know how much these other guys are getting. Oh, so here, get here's the way us. his contract
0: oh. is structured. So this year, he actually only makes $11 million this year. Last year, no, this year he only makes 5617000 is what he makes this season. Next season, he makes $11 million. 2025 and 2026 he makes 20 in 2027 and he makes 25 and then he bumps up between 2029 and 2034 36 million a year guaranteed money
2: see that's a very interesting uh, contract because i always thought with these long-term contracts i mean of course there's always the risk of injury and all that stuff but at the end of the day, it's I think all these or most of these long-term contracts, at least, are are favorable for these uh, organizations rather than the player because we look at it now and it looks uh, looks amazing. Fourteen years from now, they're probably going to be getting three hundred forty million a year. You know, you don't know like this, these numbers are getting crazy. Like I mean, and they they're going up fast too. So, well, the highest I mean, contracts:
0: Mike Trout thirty-seven point one two million, Miggy twenty-eight million. Bryce Harper, twenty-six million looked like a bargain right now.
2: Clayton yeah, Kershaw,
0: thirty-one million. What I'm Stanton, twenty-nine million. Cole, thirty-six million.
2: Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like fourteen years from now, you're gonna look back and say that's this is a bargain. Like, but again, is it? Go- it sounds like it's structured a bit better this one. But Mike Trout, Mike Trout is the
0: highest paid. Four hundred and twenty-six point five million over twelve years, and if you don't think that point five million was negotiated in in that four twenty-six, it absolutely was. You know, I was like, you can't, you can't underestimate this. It's like there's a reason why he got that point five. Believe me, they split, they split hairs there on four twenty-seven. You know, is is the way that it works. Two is Mookie Betts, three hundred and sixty-five million over twelve years. Aaron Judge, three sixty over nine years. Manny Machado 350 over 11 years, Francisco Lindor 341 over 10 years. See when you get to these 341, so you're saying like they don't care about this or whatever. Trust me, that 341, why isn't it just 340? They care. Yeah, Fernando I mean, Tatís 340, Bryce Harper 330, Giancarlo Stanton 325, Corey Seager 325, Cole 324. Devers, 313.5. Manny, 300. Trey Turner, 300. Bogarts, 280. Look at all these Padres, you know?
2: Yeah. yeah Anyways. Yeah, I mean, they just picked up a bunch of big names. So, yeah, they got to pay them. Anyways, what, uh, else,
0: what do you got cooking today for us?
2: Uh, where did we get? We didn't even get to the pick yet, did no, we? No, right now. Uh, we're gonna look at this. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a way I don't look too often, but we're looking at it here. I think it's a good spot to do uh, to to back the uh, road team here, getting the uh, one and a half runs. Who's playing uh, with, in the game? Uh, the, yeah, I'm getting there, Mitch. Well, you, got, you got. You got. You got to say I'm going to this game. Okay, we'll do it. Uh, The Oakland Athletics uh, heading to Milwaukee here uh, with uh, J.P. Sears on the mound, I think is uh, the better starter here uh, over Freddie Peralta getting the start for the Brewers. And um, I think that while they've been the most disappointing team we've seen in a long time in uh, most sports, uh, they've kind of woken up a little bit lately. And I thought the Brewers would be in a spot to take advantage of the first two matchups. But uh, I never liked this third one in this series. Now, it's hard to say that the, the A's are going to come and win three in a row here against the Brewers. But I think that at the very least, and I, mean, I wouldn't even touch the the Brewers on the money line here. I think if I had to pick a money line, I would still go with Oakland. But I think that J.P. Sears would at least keep this game close. and. I'd rather take the uh, plus one and a half. I think we're getting a pretty good price on that. Um, And, uh, yeah, I think this is a one-run game uh, at most here. Again, uh, getting that one and a half runs on the road, I think, can come into play here.
0: All
2: right. Taking the, the, the A's on the run line, plus one
0: and a half. Max Scherzer. $43.33 Forty-three point three three million dollars per season. You don't think that .33 was negotiated in there? It absolutely. So you're going to start
2: comparing JP Sears to Max Scherzer? Uh, no, uh, yeah, no. Of course. I mean, every penny. Justin Verlander, forty-three point three three. I guess penny. what I meant to say is they can afford the cost of living. But yes, you're right. It all matters. Absolutely. Two
0: two years, eighty-six point six. They didn't just say round it down to eighty-six. You know, they just didn't do it just didn't
2: happen that way yeah i guess they'll take every uh, every last penny they can get
0: what are you selling to pick dogs they you only get x amount of years so you know they gotta yeah no, a, as the, uh, latrell spree rule spreewell once said i gotta put food on the table for my family what do you what do you what are you selling today at pick dogs
2: and about the politics thing you brought up earlier it's funny i think uh, i wasn't jordan that said uh uh I don't, I don't want to say too much, but he says everyone buys shoes, basically. So he never wanted to talk too much politics because uh, he wanted to sell shoes to everyone. I don't know, man. I,
0: I just didn't. I just wasn't brought up like that, or you know, I just didn't grow up in an environment that was like that way. So it's like we never really. I'm from Miami, and it's always been a melting pot. So I mm-hmm. never really knew anything different. You know, mm-hmm. I never knew anything different until I went away to school. I didn't. I never even. You know, I'd never seen or heard anything. That that and you know the older I get you know, I still it just, it's just head scratching you know that people still think that way
2: mm. yeah I agree I agree unfortunately that's the way of the world though but uh yeah so uh, back to what I got on uh pig dogs I got four plays in all I uh, got a three pack which includes my $19 grand slam if you just get that one individually you get the three pack I get a long-term two-for-one capper pass to get all four plays nice
0: all right, well, we'll see you during the week and next week. Thanks for All here. right, thanks, so Mitch. Al Ninos, the players don't care about the money. I've never heard that one before. Up next, we'll go to Jay Briggs. He was up early. He was late yesterday. He was patient. He was taking Yo. Today, how's it going?
4: What's going on? Not
0: much. Just uh, looking at a wedding photo that Eric sent me. Oh, uh, nice! Very, very nice picture. Happy couple. Nice. Exciting times. Those are the, those those are the good ones. I'm at the divorced uh, divorce age, but you know, I mean, I'm happily married. Today's my wedding anniversary with my wife, 17 years. Happy
4: anniversary.
0: Yep. She's she, which makes her the most tolerant woman in America. Yeah, I'm going to quit my job and bet on sports for a It's like, I know it wasn't what you signed up for when we got married, but... <laughs> I mean, she could have easily played, but that's not what I signed up for Card. card. Um, you know. so, yep. you got to find someone that supports you in what you do and believes in what you do, man. It's what it's all about. Teammates, you know?
4: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: What do you got cooking for us today, Jay? After yesterday, I talked about how fundamentally sound the Rays were and how they don't beat themselves and all of a sudden and all I could think about was you know as they're throwing the ball into the outfield um that I I uh had said that on the show
4: <laughs> yeah uh, it was a tough game for him yesterday and it's uh, we got a good series going on between the two best teams in baseball um I'm excited about today's game we got McClanahan on the mound for the Rays arguably probably the best pitcher in baseball thus far this season but Martin Perez, I know a lot of people don't really like Martin, but he's been solid, and the Rangers have been winning behind him. So today should be a very good game. I can't wait to watch that one.
0: I think it's going to be a good one, too, and I think you're right. Perez is um, underrated. Um, he he just keeps winning, you know, and that's yep. really all that matters. And McClanahan, I think he's a good pitcher. I think he might be a little overrated. So Fair enough. And we know the Rays' bullpen has certainly been, been – um, been been hit so you know the rangers can keep if perez can just keep him in there that's all he's gonna have to do
4: yes sir and uh my guy al was just on man and uh he kind of went where i was gonna go i was talking about them yesterday and how they are in that mode right now than i oakland a's i know he went plus one and a half i say forget that one and a half man take him on the they're rolling well, i say um, something
0: else about the one and a half but that's it's close <laughs> very close to that
4: I'm going to take the – I'm going to take the – I like the A's on the money line in that one. I got one more game, but just quick A's money line in that one. France, he's arguably been playing better than who's on the other side. If you just dive into the numbers and the A's, like I said, they're rolling. Sears,
0: Sears for A's. I mean, Sears, Sears, yes. I mean,
4: Sears, J.P. Sears, my bad. Too many J.P.'s Uh, out there. uh, Yeah, he's been, been, you know, 4.2 ERA. I know Peralta's on the other side. A lot of people like Peralta, but A's, they've been putting it together, man. In baseball – Teams, they are terrible, but they win a ton of games in baseball. It's just how it goes when you play this many games. Very they're hard to in lose that 100 trick games. To baseball that they're going to play all season. I think you ride them until the wheels fall down.
0: Very hard to lose 100 games. Very hard to win 100 games, just the way it is. Yes, sir. But games.
4: the game I'll go to for mine today, I'll go to Toronto, where uh, we got Galsman. Versus Varland, I hate taking um, home teams on the run line, but I do think today it's in order. I'm going to take the Jays on the run line. I think it's a great place to be for them today, man. I think they just get to Varland. Varlin has been decent. We give him some credit. But in his last one, he got cranked by the Rays. And I think he can get cranked um, on the road against Toronto as well. Galsman, he's one of my favorite pitchers in the league. I know not many other guys, but uh, he's been solid this season. I think he does enough against a struggling Minnesota Twins team. Not overcomplicating this one, man. I know that Minnesota has won the two games in this series, but I expect Toronto to bounce back today, take the last one, and uh, probably do it in dominant fashion behind Galsman at home. So give me Toronto, run line. I think they beat up on Minnesota today.
0: Everyone knows I'm on the other side of this one, man. I see Gausman. I'm on the other side in a
5: hurry. (laughs) I know. I know.
0: Not one of my guys, and usually way over betting. I really like guys like Varland, who it's not like he has a a series of regressions in his resume here. He just has one bad game. So, to me, that's a throwout. And then you go back to everything else that he's done, and it's going to keep the twins in it. The the. The Jays had this long winning streak going in this series of winning, but now it's turned, and now it's gone yes. the other way. And they're a streaky team, so I don't like this streak that's going there. I don't like laying minus 200 with Kevin Gausman, and I don't like laying a run and a half with Kevin Gausman. I like laying a run and a half against Kevin Gausman going to get, like, plus 270 on
4: I ain't mad at you, man. But he, I, I, me think and Jay are
0: going to Vegas soon, so he, he'll, he'll, he'll see me in action. Get it all in, man. <laughs> Seeing in uh, full effect. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see me, You'll see the sweat pouring down. <laughs> and you bet, like I do, it's usually usually some rough moments out there. So uh, you know, yes, but some big wins. Yes, win. sir. What do you got what for sale my- today, Pick Dogs? You've been pretty hot recently.
4: Yes, sir. For sale, I have two plays in Major League Baseball, and then I'll have my uh, my play for the NBA Finals game up in a little while for tomorrow as well. But two plays in Major League Baseball today. I have a plus money dog that I really love today, and then I have my $19 MLB play of the day. Uh, just trying to keep it rolling in Major League Baseball, off to a great start. So uh, trying to keep the momentum rolling forward. Hop on all that over at Pick Dogs Premium.
0: Early card today. You're going to um, put the jam session out early or going normal time? Uh, I'll probably put it out tonight,
4: honestly. It'll be out tonight. All
0: right. We'll make sure we get you everything you need to do that. Anyways, thanks, yeah. Jay, for uh, coming on as usual. and uh, didn't want to make you have to wait like yesterday after that hour no, and a half good. filibuster show. It was a long <laughs> one. All good. Marathon. See y'all later. Have a good one. Next up, we got Eric tapping in, speaking of filibusters. <laughs>
6: What's happening? Just uh, recovering from the wedding. It was a fun event. Happy anniversary! Thank you. I heard you, you had your, your anniversary. Um, yeah, it's interesting to hear. You know, you put me on at the end, which I like to hear. These guys, everybody's talking about Oakland, and I always laugh because I've been preaching about Oakland since the beginning of the season, and then all of a sudden you get this Oakland lo- love on a on a on a on a uh, you know a little bit of a run if you would have played them the last four games you've risked four units you're up 7.5 units so that's the value of the dogs. So it's funny when i'm looking at their numbers they actually weren't big prices in their last four games plus 48 cents plus 56 cents and then you had two games plus 210 and plus 235 but it is amazing how i am gonna re i'm gonna flip it they Down 34 games. I'm going to go back and look. If somebody was fading Oakland, how much money they would be down? Because they're 50 and 16, and I have a feeling they'd be getting crushed. I don't know if you have the software on your site that already does those numbers. Yeah, we have it.
0: Sure we have it. Or I have to manually do it. No, we have it. Uh, Let's see. So what are we looking for? Is the overall for the season?
6: Well, I know they're down $2,257 if you bet on Oakland. I'm talking about... If you have the software where if you were fading Oakland, where would you be if you had the 50 wins and the 16 losses? And I have a feeling you'd be down a ton
0: because oh, of the juice. We don't have that. but we, Yeah, that's right. I think I'm, I, I'm gonna, I caught Oakland in those games at home against the Braves. I played them all three games, but um, I haven't really been on them. I just think that, you know, and I, I say this in my videos all the time, and I've, I've talked about this on the show. I think, you know, once Oakland was able to settle their identity off the field, you know, and figured, and now it's like we're going to Vegas. This is this now we have a direction, you know, right. as opposed to being a, a, a lame duck team. And, and you know, we've talked right. about this with with Big Al um, about lame duck teams in the past. And you know, the the year before the Sonics went to Oklahoma City, it was like they had like ten wins that year. You just see these lame duck teams; they just they they just fall apart. And you know, Oakland now that they have a direction. That'll start to go onto the field too, because now it's like you're not on a team that's kind of like you don't know what where they're going to go if they're going to stay together. The team, you know, the players, and what's going to happen is now you're playing. The players are playing for a spot on a team that's going to be in Vegas, and that's right. that's pretty cool. It's, you're not going to be outside in Vegas in the summer. Right, you know? right, right, right. They're going to have a nice, comfy dome stadium with major sponsors and luxury boxes, and you know it's going to be tricked out you know, Vegas style and it's going to, you know, it'll be overdone, you know. And yeah, uh, totally. Yeah. I've and, been uh, I've been
6: to the Vegas. I've been I've seen the Golden Knights and I mean, you see how they do it in Vegas, yeah. everything's it's
0: Vegas style. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's Vegas. It's 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 cheesily overdone. And
6: uh, by the way, the dime club had a nice day yesterday. We came back off that bad Friday with a 3-0 yesterday. We had uh, Houston on our dog channel winning 6 to 4. We had the Yankees winning 3 to 1. And we had the Dodgers winning 9 nothing, you know. And it's interesting. A lot of clients, and I'm sure you get this on the site, client, they always, when they text me about the Dime Club, they say, how many games on average a day?
0: All the time. Yesterday's history, today's
6: night. a mystery. Yeah. I have no idea.
0: Whatever fits the formula. And Big Al says the same thing on the show. And, you know, he's... he's that might
6: be the most asked question in 35 years from any game. Oh. How many games do you average a day? Well, Why a, does it matter?
0: Well, the... Oddly enough, before we did some design changes on Pick Dogs and on Sports Chat place, the number one question we used to get asked was, do you sell picks? Which is really bad for business if, <laughs> if that's what you do for your company. So I know we had some design flaws, so that was uh, some changes we had to make. But actually, that that is a very common question, that one right there. Is um, how many picks do I get? And you know, Big Al is really has a really good answer. He's like, I have a spreadsheet, I have a formula, I have this. I mean, what he goes, to he goes, he goes. It's he goes. Potentially, every game on the board could hit right. my formula. He goes. Potentially, no games on my thing could hit. He's like, generally, some hit and some don't. He goes, but on a Saturday where there's you know 150 games, he goes, I could have 25 picks. He's like, but I might have two.
6: Exactly, and that and that's why like people say on Friday you had like. Four games in the one channel and four games in the other, which is eight total. And then yesterday on a Saturday, you only had three games. Well, that's just the way it happens. And
0: and the thing is, is that for the Dime Club, and you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a pitch man, you know, for anything like that. And that's like the I'm I'm all about, and I've built, you know. I'm proud of what I've accomplished. I know, you know, a lot of people in our community, they don't know, you know, how long right. I've been doing this and they haven't, they, they don't, they weren't there then, right? So they don't, right. they don't remember. I was the first person to do free picks on every game. It's like, they don't know that, you know, they see everybody right. else and, and that we're just one of many. But, um, you know, the thing is, is that we've always created products that meet the needs of our community and all of our things that we've ever done, not all, not a hundred percent, but I'd say 75 to 80% of everything we've ever done, free, premium, uh, tech, whatever, is based on audience suggestions and requests. And I, I've gotten this request for years. I'm a, I'm a dime player. I'm a right. five-dime player. I'm a 10-dime player. I'm looking for a product that's built for me. I don't need 100 plays. I just need one or two really good ones. And I think that's the base of the dime club. Of course, like you said, some, sometimes more games are going to fit. Sometimes, you know, less games are going to fit. But generally, it's a few really good plays. It's, and it, it's, it's, it's not like we're holding back on our premium picks. These, these picks don't fit our formula of our premium picks as far as the time schedule goes. The premium picks need to be in by 11 o'clock Eastern time, maybe 12 o'clock Eastern time, you know, depending on if it's like 7 o'clock Eastern time starts. We generally will allow like 12, you know, even a little bit later if there's extenuating circumstances. But the we don't allow 6 o'clock when the game starts right. at 7 o'clock or 6.30. We've been doing it for
6: 35 years, right. getting the call at 6 o'clock. Well, those break. are – that's –
0: that's that's a different type of, of, of bet you know a different type of game i mean you know in the our old handicapping days, it's like... if you're able to win handicapping the games or like our guys do that's why our guys are the best we don't like stuff people like make you come hunting and pecking on the site and that's just not not what the product that we offer there but the dime club is a different is a different animal so it's like you know you you expect it to be late you know it's yeah
6: and for be late and for a lot of people that have asked about it because that you haven't experienced that your clients haven't experienced the football season yet you know i i saturday and sunday i call them three days six days and two days you know it's the early alert for the 12 one o'clock two o'clock games and then it's around three o'clock for the four o'clock games and then it's around seven o'clock and then you can get into that late hawaii game so you know and then sat sunday it's the same thing it's you know, ten in the morning for the one o'clock games, and then it's 2.30, 3 o'clock for the four o'clock games, and then it's the Sunday Sunday night game if there's anything. And regarding having games, I, I think because I've been doing this thirty five years. Last year, I was on my dime. Club sources were on fifty percent of the Monday night football games, so it wasn't like just because there's a Monday night game, Mitch, we had something, or just because there's a Thursday night game, we had something. A lot of people. You know it's great they can still go to pick dogs and buy the premium place to get the, that information, but just because there's a Monday night football game doesn't mean we're going to have a Monday night football game.
0: So this is totally off topic. I'm just looking at some of the comments here from people in the uh, in the comments, and you know this is I know you're not a handicapper, but so right. here's here if you think that a team that has a winning record and is in first place in their division. Do you think they're a above average team, below average team, or average team? I mean,
6: I mean, I'm always looking to bet against those teams.
0: <laughs> I, I I understand, but it's but they win a lot of games. I mean, obviously, if you're in first place in your division, you've won a lot of games. <laughs> so, do you think they're well, above you, average? You
6: got to look at the difference between the last place and the first place in that division. So, when you look at the National League Central, there's not much separating Pittsburgh from St. Louis. I, I mean, it's I, d- five games. I
0: I look at it this way. Okay. And I say, when you look at Major League Baseball as a whole, from top to bottom, right, and you look at the overall standings, right, only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 14 of the 30 teams, so less than 50%, have a winning right. record. The team Correct. in the comments that the person is referring to is the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and yeah, I'm not looking at the 12, 13th best record in baseball, okay, out of 30 okay. teams. This person says, I'm, I'm not afraid of Oakland unless I'm a below-average team, which, in my opinion, the Brewers are, which means your opinion, to me, goes right out the window. <laughs> <You> know, it's, <laughs> like, it's like, they're not below average, you know. Average right. is the 15th-ranked team in here, and if you look at that, they all have losing records. The average teams this year are the Mariners, the Padres, the Phillies, and the Mets. That's the average teams, and, and right. the Brewers have a better record than all those, even after three consecutive losses. But they I still have say, a better record than all
6: those. But three. I will say, if you look at the actual group to, groupings of the NL and the AL, that that the the difference between the top team and the bottom team is only really evident in the AL West, where you have Texas at the top at forty one and twenty two, and you have Oakland at the bottom at sixteen and fifty. What I what I notice is when you look at the NL Central. And right, but, like but
0: but but that 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 had a place that that had a place in baseball up until this season because now with the balanced scheduling, it really right. doesn't matter. You're playing right. everybody exactly the same that everybody else is. So it's like you mm-hmm. don't have more games in your division than you have. You know, you have less games than you've ever had. So the divisions aren't settled within the division. So I well, you know, for you me.
6: Think. As a dog batter, it's very frustrating looking at my Baltimore Orioles wearing the orange here in Baltimore because the team is the number one most profitable team beside Texas in baseball. But last year, they were rarely a favorite. This year, they've been a favorite 31 times.
0: Well, when you play the Royals at home, you're going to be favored. I mean, mean, and
6: I'm at the wedding yesterday, and of course I'm in Baltimore, and everybody's a, a Oreo fan, and they're all checking their scores on their phones. But, and it's, all...
0: but it's thirty, it's thirty-two less games against the American League East, where they're going to be dogs in those games, right? You know, exactly. in, in a good portion of them. So a lot of that's where it comes from. If you're in a division like the American League East or the upper part of the, you know, or or in the American League West, um, it's an advantage. The new schedule, you don't have to play the teams in your division as much. If you're right. in you know, if you're in the American League Central where everybody stinks, oh man, now you gotta play the American League East, you gotta play the National League West, you gotta play the National League East. It's like it's tough. Anyways, what do you got for everybody today?
6: Well, so my complimentary selection is I love the Mets in this dog spot. I love I know uh, you know, the the streak finally ended yesterday with the other side. I love I like the Mets. I don't think Pittsburgh, even though they're very profitable, they're very profitable as a dog. They have no business laying 20 cents. That's my complimentary selection. I have one game on the premium page. And as always, the Dime Club games, as you know, have not been released yet later. And um, that's it. What I will tell you is, these streaks, this Detroit streak is getting long in the tooth. We were talking about that 10-game streak yesterday. We're at eight right now. And the last thing I want to talk about with you and El Nino, uh, is it El Nino's, um, talking about the run lines. I don't like the run line in the Oakland game because it's you're converting Oakland into a favorite I only like a run line when the run line dog is still a dog. So, for instance, Washington, Colorado, and Detroit are both plus one and a half plus money. To take Oakland and turn them to a twenty-one cent favorite is mind-boggling to me. If I'm playing Oakland, I'm playing Oakland.
0: Would you lay I, juice I, on Oakland? No, no. I, I agree with what you said with with a lot of things that you say. And um, you know some things I don't always agree with, like right. like your pick in this game. But the um you know the thing is is that um you know I I think that what gets discounted not just by Al but by a lot of betters out there because we have a different betting community that than we right. used to have is that people are looking. This is what this is what has has replaced common sense. Looking at looking at money action on one team or another based right. upon really the and and the. And 95% of the people that are looking at that are getting it from an app where I can tell you what, I found out what the source is for those. It's It's two offshore books. Okay. That's That's all it is. It's two Uh, offshore books that are not even the big offshore books. These are like the small offshore books. You mean they're not
6: paying a nickel a month like I am?
0: Yeah, no, they're not paying, they're not paying what what I pay, uh, you know. Right, exactly. You know, it's, they they are um, they're paying ten bucks a month and they're getting a, you know zero dollars a month worth of information from it because they believe that that makes them an expert looking at at that at that movement. But really, what makes you a better better is is calculating the value of these runs and of these odds and all right. these other things because that's where the advantage is going to be. Not picking not picking a side. It's it's managing these numbers and these odds. That's right. that's where the money is made in sports betting. Not on picking. It's not on picking the Yankees or the Red Sox or anything like that. The, the guys like Dave Dave Miller, he couldn't probably couldn't tell you five guys on the Yankees. You know. No. And, and
6: but I would, but my question that I want to ask you before you let me go is, can you imagine that Oakland has only been a favorite? one time this season. They are 0-1 as a favorite. They are 16-49 as a dog. You have that free information on Pick Dogs. Well, they had
0: a winning but record it, at one point this season. So, But if you take them plus
6: 1.5 today, you're turning that team into a favorite. That's what I could never do.
0: They had a winning record to start the season. They beat the Angels game one. Right. You know, Todd. Exactly. <laughs> they don't want to know. Well, thanks for joining us. And, uh, of course, we'll see you with your daily you videos. Call the Dime Club. And, of course, uh, all those other good stuff. Like I say, Dime Club, not for everybody. But that's why no. you call the number, you talk to a live person, and you find out if it's for you. It's for, If it's exactly. for you, awesome. If it's not for you, we got tons of other stuff. Premium picks, free picks, betting tools. You know, it's like live shows, videos, whatever. It's like we got tons of stuff. It's something for everyone. Very, very specific. So, you know. Anyways, thanks, Eric. We'll see you. See you tomorrow. You got- all right. That was Eric. Got him on semi-filibuster there. Rod, how's it going? Going good, going good. So the the end of the game happens last night, and all of a sudden, a hockey game breaks out. And it's like, I don't even understand. The goalie drops his gloves right there and just starts punching the Panthers player like right out of the gate. It didn't look... I don't know what really happened there. And there's a melee behind the net, and... I mean I like this and they're saying you know the announcers saying this is an embarrassment or whatever I don't think that's an embarrassment I just I think this is this is the way it should be you know that people care enough you know that's like you lose you just punch the guy in the face and you know what'd you think of that and what exactly happened I cuz I mean I didn't see what happened I, I watched it I tried to understand what happened but I I guess it, was there something there that I didn't see that instigated this you know melee
5: no Kachuk,
0: it, 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 it kind of looks like a Vegas player hit Kachuk into
5: the goalie, and the goalie didn't see that the Vegas guy bumped him. So that's what set the goalie off. So Aiden uh, Hill got all set off because Kachuk hit him, and he went down into the net. And
0: But so you
5: know that's, so that's uh, what NHL, me like.
0: NHL anti-fighting, but there'll be no repercussions, right? <laughs> right exactly, yeah,
5: yeah. Because they just, they let them they let them go right, but they they definitely uh, they definitely detour from having the hockey fight like they used to, um, but there no yeah no repercussions for uh, the scrum because they both they both hit each other they both took it got their shots in and they, they... I, I am against the goalie uh, taking his gloves off and pounding the guy when he's already, already on the ground and that's kind of his two on one you can't be doing that <laughs> most hockey fights are one on one which is what we've seen for most of that scrum. It just the Panthers were driving and driving and they just took out their frustration. That's kind of what happens. It boils over at the end of the game and they were trying their darndest to get that goal and tie it up. And uh, they just fell short. And then of course, uh, I-, I guess the Vegas guy said something and probably poked the bear. <laughs> and then just sets off the scrum.
0: <laughs> see Mills in the, the uh, right? see Mills in the comments, <laughs> in the comments here. I'd love to get his thoughts, at least in the comments of number one, Charles Oliveira's return to the ring. And uh, number two, Amanda Nunes announcing her retirement after, uh, after dominating win. But anyways, Rod, you, you gave out some horse racing picks yesterday. Those hit. My wife had the exact as well. So the was, thing was is that um, even though it was fairly good dog that hit their underdog, unless she, the best bet was to bet that horse to win that was really the bet was to win, yeah. was to win. that was that the really best win. bet
5: because because the favorite came in second like i like i gave out yesterday the favorite came in second he, which he, is he ran I I mean, forte
0: take nothing away from him i mean he was out of it the whole oh. race gone right i mean just and he he wasn't that far back you know at the end
5: <laughs> no that little i think that little bit too long of a layoff for for that horse, Otherwise, I think also, a little bit of it, traffic, a
0: little bit of traffic, a little bit. You got a little bit of
5: day traffic a little bit.
0: Didn't get the racing luck you needed and anything like that. But you know, I think when it, if you if you had it, like you know, at uh, Los Al or something, you know, just <laughs> just a straight way you, <laughs> right. like, you know, I love Los Al. It just it's just so quick. <laughs> It's like, you can't can't burn a dollar (laughs) faster.
5: (laughs) And then it's over. It's like, holy man, what was that? It's
0: like, you can't... you, you can't burn money faster than you can lose it at Los Al. Oh, <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> you're like, what happened? I missed it. You missed
5: it? I was getting a beer. What do you mean? What the heck
0: How about like when they take the turn at Los Al? It's like, what the hell is going on here? It's
5: like, <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah, they're taking a turn. and You're like, what?
0: They're
5: going around that turn? All right, it's like, like yeah. I
0: wouldn't have bet this one if I knew it was going to last more than 10 seconds. <laughs>
5: I thought it was just quarter horses. What's going on
0: here? It's like if I had knew this race was going more than ten seconds, I I would have gone somewhere else.
5: I would have gone somewhere else. What's going on? (laughs) This is taking too much time. But definitely first in the in in, for that. Congratulations to Jenna Antonucci, the first female uh, trainer to win um, one of these uh, Derby races. So. I congrats think just the later. first
0: one to win the Belmont. She might not be the... I don't think she's the first one to win a triple crown race.
5: It is. That's what they said. First to win one of the... Uh, the first female trainer to win a triple crown race. Oh,
0: I did not know that.
5: Yeah. So Mills, believes and, that, and, uh...
0: Mills believes that... Mills uh, believes that is back for his belt. Eric's pick was the Mets. Rob, what do you got for us today? And for us today, we're going to head to... Uh... We're
5: going to go to the Marlins taking on the Angels here. you look at uh, our runners, runners, taking man. on Bears. the Angels. Bears. Bears taking on the Angels. And you look uh, 1-1. The uh, Angels won the first game of the series. Uh, Seattle got the win yesterday. And uh, for the rubber match, we're going to get uh, Logan Gilbert on the mound for uh, Seattle. And uh, he's been great on the road. 3-0, 3.57 ERA with a 1.07 whip. And then you look uh my buddy Griffin Canning's on the uh, mound for the Angels in this one. And uh, you look at his last three, he's been solid as well. 2-0 and 0 with a 1.89 ERA over his last three with a .84 whip. So, pitching pretty well. But you look uh, at home, you know, he hasn't pitched so well at home this season. 2-1 uh, and one at home with a 4.35 ERA and a 1.08 whip. And you know what? That ERA gets even worse during day games where he's 1-1 one and one a and balloons to a 5.95 ERA for uh, Griffin Canning uh, in day games. So I'm going to go right back here to the Seattle, uh, who ended the Angels' uh, winning streak yesterday, and I think they uh, start their own winning streak. And uh, Gilbert has a solid uh, game here. Bullpens uh, pretty much even um, this season. Pretty close. Both teams, uh, both bullpens, around uh, the 3.4 ERA mark, around around that. So bullpen's pretty even there. And then uh, hitting wise, I would take the under here as well. Uh, both teams have struggled over the last five games to hit righties. Uh, Seattle, 1.89 uh, average uh, versus righties over the last five. Angels, 194 over uh, the last five. So I like the uh, Seattle Mariners to uh, snag the win here and the under. All right. I like the Mariners
0: in that one too. Um, Happened to catch the UFC at all last night? I watched,
5: I watched a couple uh, a couple fights. I did see the Nunes fight. I was really surprised that she actually retired. I didn't think she was going to hang did her up. You,
0: did you think that Oliveira, did you think that he was maybe going to go for the uh, Portuguese interpretation and then start talking English angle? But it didn't happen. I thought he was going there. I thought he was going there. But actually, all he was saying was Oliveira. So it was like, I Oliveira, thought he was going to yeah. go with like, you know, getting the Portuguese interpretation and then... You know, all of a sudden speaking English, but didn't happen. He's, but he was just saying Oliveira, whatever, you know, something. I, I don't even know. He's, he, I think he might be uh, deranged. <laughs> I think mean, he's got some right. other <laughs> issues.
5: <laughs> I actually thought he was going to say something, just like he said. I was like, oh, is he going to pull the, pull the, uh, I can't speak English thing? <laughs> but no, he definitely, uh, definitely not. And it is Gilbert today, uh, there, Mills. Um, it was it was originally listed as Miller, but um, everyone. Yeah, Miller was moved uh, to uh, tomorrow. Move to t- tomorrow. yeah. All right, so well, definitely do you, today.
0: Well, what are you selling today at Pick Dogs?
5: And over at Pick Dogs, I've got uh, four plays I love today. I got my uh, Sunday sluggers. You grab uh, the three pack of MLB there, or you can get my uh, top rated plate, my twenty dollars MLB bookie home run, eleven and five in the last sixteen of, of that one. We're going to keep it rolling, so. Uh, I don't know.
0: scoop it up. Yeah, grab some Rod's wacky foreplay. Rod, thanks for joining us. Make it a winning day. We'll see you tomorrow.
5: <laughs> Definitely. Have a good day.
0: Rod's wacky, and up next, last but not least, Chris Ruflo. Chris, what's happening? Morning, Mitch. How you doing? All right. Wasn't sure if you were coming or not. I messaged <laughs> just to say, "Hey, what are you doing? Coming or not?" <laughs>
7: I uh, you know it's it's harder to get rid of me. I'll I'll be here as often as I, often as I can. But uh, yeah, just a bit of a tough morning. But uh, I still, uh, still made it better late than never.
0: Happens. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, speaking about going out on top, I'm probably planning on doing the same here on these weekend shows, um, and uh, I believe probably have Chris and Jay hosting um, coming up. So had a good run probably be back as a guest and of course i'll still be doing my halftime shows during nfl with jay and still our regular weekday shows at least for the time being and uh probably doing less on the video side as well but um yeah i've had a good run and i'll be going out on top probably before football season anyways um you know pretty interesting day in sports yesterday we've kind of have covered it all from boxing to the comments about the boxing to the fight in the hockey game after the hockey game the Panthers not getting it done, um, you know. Lot, lot going on. How was your day yesterday? Eric's um, pick was still the Mets. It's the second time this guy's asked me. <laughs> um, it's time to. If you ask again, um, it'll be the last question you ever ask on the Pick Dogs channel. That's the way that it works.
7: Yeah, you know, yesterday a uh, bit of a mixed day for me. You know, I was happy about the uh, the result of the hockey game. I head back to Vegas, chance to uh, see if uh, Vegas can close it out. But the baseball, you know, it was, um, yeah, like I said, it was a bit of an up and down day, some surprising results, some not so surprising results. Um, Dimebacks just keep kicking the snot out of the Tigers. Um, I was I was happy about that yesterday, but I'll tell you the, uh, the one team that uh, really let me down yesterday <clears throat> was the, um, oh boy, I'm going to forget, I, I just had it on the tip of my tongue, and I'm just going to forget it now. Of the, um, well, all the Nationals coming close against the Braves. They had their shot, and then they, uh, yeah, they blew it late. But that's okay. But, um, you know, the play that we will look at today that for the uh, the free play is um, this matchup between the Orioles and the Royals. And I'm going to go with the Orioles on the run line here. Um, I really thought the regression was going to start coming for Kyle Gibson, you know, but he still sits 7-3, and three, you know, um, Bit of a higher ERA, but you know, that's what we've come to expect from Kyle Gibson, you know, over the last few years. You know, last year I had a 5.05 ERA, this year an ERA just under four. But, um, I'll tell you, the Baltimore Orioles just keep finding ways to lift this guy up, he keeps pitches well. And, uh, the Baltimore Orioles bats respond in kind. On the other side, you got Carlos Hernandez, who hasn't allowed a run in each of his last three, you know, abbreviated starts, he's gone two innings in each. But it looks to be a bullpen game for the Royals, who still have a uh A staff ERA, well up over four in the last two weeks. I just think this is a spot where you just back the better team with the better starting pitcher. The Orioles have been the better team, you know, over the course of this series. And scoring continues to be an an issue for the Kansas City Royals. Two runs or less in four straight games, and seven of their last nine. I think those scoring issues haunt Kansas City again, and it go with the Baltimore Orioles on the run line here.
0: We used to have a a guy here when I first started the site. His name was Dave Darby, and I don't know if you remember him. um, You know, that was even before your time. But he's a big Royals guy, and uh, he's one of those guys who goes to the Royals fantasy camps and hangs out, you know, to stories, you know, with the old Royals players and, you know, puts on the uniform. I mean, you know, he's probably 450 pounds, got his Royals uniform on and out there, you know, doing the whole thing for fantasy camp every year. And uh, even he's disgusted with this year's Royals team. I think that we certainly have, you know, teams that have these, you know, dips, you know. And you can see it like in Washington and in Cincinnati has it, you know, in some of these teams. But you can see also the youth injection and the growth process, not just on the field, but in the, in the pitching staff. But with Kansas City, we do not see this, you know. And this is, this is what I think What for the Royal fans, most fans can take losing. Like I always say. You know, if I'm not gonna win, um, if I'm not gonna win, then um, you know, don't give me hope, right? The last, the worst thing is, is a fan, is hope, right? <laughs> it's like you know, just take it away and just say it's like, it's like that Rangers Mariners game that I watched last Sunday when I had the Mariners. Third inning, I'm out of it. I could turn the TV off, pretend it never happened. I already work on getting it out of my system. I mean, we're a week later. It's still not out of my system. And it's like, you know, it's some some take a little bit longer than others. But it's like for the Royals, it's like they're not even – it's like it's not only do you not have a hope, you don't even see the path, you know. So it's like where is the future going to come from here, you know. Singer, Lynch, uh,
7: Jordan, yeah, Lyles?
0: Yeah, Jordan Lyles,
7: Jordan <laughs> <I> mean... Lyles. <laughs> I think the Royals are wishing that Jordan Lyles could already be part of the past. It's it's been ugly for uh, for Jordan Lyles. The, but, or, uh,
0: the Royals are now just two games ahead of the A's
7: yeah. in the overall. Yeah, which is a little, I mean it's. sucks they they have a young line they have a great line they got bobby Witt junior you know feel bad for a guy like salvador perez who was still with the royals you know when they were at their peak and they were winning the world series but you know
0: but a guy like bobby Witt junior how long is he gonna stay you know well
7: exactly right like you know they've got they've got to show they're going to be improving somewhere down the line and right now what 18 and 46 or something like that's not showing any real signs of improvement but you know, they still got decent pieces, just they'll have to start to put it together over the next couple of years. You know, Michael Garcia, Freddie, Freddie Firmin, um MJ Melendez, they, they have some young pieces. I think it's just about these guys sort of coming together and putting it all together. But I think, it, I think you're right. I think it starts with the pitching. And uh, you got to have more than Brady Singer and Daniel Lynch. I mean, Zach Greinke and Jordan Miles don't necessarily uh, scream all-star pitching rotation to me.
0: Well, what do you got cooking today?
7: Uh, I uh, picked dogs today. Got um, my $19 MLB pickoff play. Hit our pickoff play yesterday. And it'll go for back-to-back days to close out the week. And also got it as part of my uh, Saturday MLB triple play um, for the best value. Definitely going long-term. And uh, get a couple bonus plays today that are only available for long-term subscribers.
0: Who's your, uh, who's your exciting player to watch this week? Baseball. I'm big nice on this, Ellie Dela Cruz.
7: I was just gonna say, Ellie La Cruz. I think it's, uh, yeah. I, I think he's he's got the total package. I hear people say oh, he's either gonna be boom or bust. I think it's like that boom. with anyone, But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I'm, I'm with you. I think he's. he's I think he's gonna be a stud. Yep. <clears throat> I, I, I'm salivating at the matchup today with Wainwright for a home run problem. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, this guy hits a cho- <laughs> it's an infield chopper and it's an exciting play.
7: Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yesterday he comes out five games into his major league career on the fastest guy in the world. <laughs> what I mean, All he's, got right. a, he's got a good shot at it.
0: Well, thanks for joining us as usual. Thanks to everybody for joining us. A little bit shorter show than yesterday, not much, but um, covered a lot of ground. I like kind of going in depth with everyone, giving everybody a little bit more time than they have on the drive-through. You know, the games generally aren't ready to start. You know, today there's one that starts. Take the D backs on that one. Big, big reach there. <laughs> Zach Allen going. Anyways, Mitch and Chris, Jay, Rod, everyone that's joined us today Eric, Al Ninos, David Racy, and Wayne. Have an awesome day. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Should be seven baseball, one basketball. Which puts us at about an hour and 30. Yeah, six of them
2: spent (laughs) talking about the.